This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 207, for the week of January 31st, 2010. Hello, hello, welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites, plural, I guess, this episode. Daisenshu EX. And because... Oh, I figured you were going to do it. Yeah, you can reverse each other's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can... Ah, it seems <sighs> you're smart. And Constantai, sure. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Let's go around and do the introductions. Over here to my right... On the Sure 9, I don't remember what kind of microphone it is anymore. Mary, how It's you the doing? black microphone. <laughs> the black microphone. You're so racist. <laughs> the black microphone. The black microphone, yes. <laughs> yeah, see, you are racist, Mary. There's nothing Oops. wrong You're racist and Mike's a it's Nazi. It's perfectly good. You guys are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we got we got three sites representing here. We haven't I, plugged mine in a while because it's I not guess. worth it. But I do want to say I'm not from either of your sites. You did that thing again where you talk about your site and you kind of scoff and turn your head to the you side. You want to talk about it, but then you bash it. <laughs> As if I'm incredibly disgusted. <laughs> You're disgusted with your own site. I love I'm it. just saying three, three site representations or something. All right. How you doing, Mary? Fine. And you? Doing? I'm fantastic. I have coffee, so I'm great. Yay. <laughs> Mary's wired. Yay. All right. Uh, we don't have Julian with us because... It's uh, 3.30 a.m., I think, but in his place, we get another guy from another site. Mr. Heath, how you doing? Good. I am really tired of winter. Yeah, I am too, Oh, today's freaking cold. God. I don't know about you. I hate it. Oh, it's like nine degrees here, I think. Oh, Oh, wow. Jesus. All right, you win. You got us beat. Sorry. I won't complain about the 24 degrees. It's like tropical. That is tropical. It just it needs to be spring already. It, I know. I'm tired of this. I'm with you. But I'm it's only you. halfway through winter. I know. Don't tell me that. Barely halfway through winter. Hey, how about that? There's weather in the dragon world. There's, there's <sighs> is there wacky weather in the dragon wacky world? wacky weather. What, we see snow once, twice. <laughs> Goku gets all bundled up. He's all cute. And he smacks around army members. It's Russian. Uh, yes, and then over here we got Mary, we got Heath, we have me, my name is Mike, I go by Vegito EX, and I will conduct a symphony of Dragon Ball conversations this episode. What is on deck? Well, folks, can you believe it? We are finally... I don't even remember how this got started. I think I was making a joke one time, like, oh, why don't we do another character discussion? Oh, let's do Yamcha. That's hilarious, isn't it? And then every time we've honestly intended to do so, some big news comes out. I think Kai was one of those. Oh, I guess we're not talking about Yamcha this week. We're talking about Kai instead. And it's just been this little filler thing we want to throw in, because Yamcha and filler seem to go hand in hand as the later part of the series comes around. And haven't gotten to it. We're doing it this week, because we got this weird situation where the last day of the month is a podcast release day so it's not quite manga review right. awesome this time so let's just do something oh let's do the yamcha episode let's talk all about this character who's right there from the beginning of the series and ah shit happens with that dude we'll talk about him in great depth because he's such a deep character he is a very very deep character he's there all the way to the bitter end <laughs> he is very bitter the <laughs> absolute last episode of everything the he's there center he's there he's fixing his car he's doing something god anyone got any random stuff not really news the only thing i can think of is uh Right Stuff is shipping Funimation's second Dragon Box early. Again, it's not really news, and we kind of expected this. And we have more of the threads where people are like, Yay, Right Stuff shipped it! Yay, Right Stuff shipped it! Let's Yay, make right threads! Stuff it. <laughs> let's make threads, and let's all say that it shipped. Did your credit card get charged? Mine didn't. Yeah, oh, yay, mine shipped. <laughs> the excitement is overwhelming. Let's all post our statements and compare. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink, got your credit card number. Mary, you laugh, but this is what's going on. I'm sure. People are so excited. I guess we can have a, a mini conversation about it, but how fascinating is it that a Funimation release, here we are going into 2010, gets this people excited that they have to put up like the emails that they receive from right stuff when it ships. What do you think about I that, Mary? I think it's Mary? cute. Things cute. Yeah. cute. They're getting the dragon box, Mike. I know. It's very exciting. It's super serious. I, I suppose I should pick up the second one and we can talk about it. I haven't even Let's ordered on mine yet. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around to it. I love the first one so much, I can't outdo that one yet. We, ah, wrote so much about the first one. I feel like, all right, second one's coming. I'm going to have to review it. What the hell do I say? <laughs> yep, more of the same. I really like it. I've decided I'm yeah. not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's best. I think Let's that all best. not do anything. I think the one feature we did is good enough. 
if you read that, it's going to cover everything. Exactly. <laughs> just replace the episode numbers and character <laughs> names. At this point, it's just, okay, well, which part of the series do you like best? And that's the review that I well, will. Well, I like the part where Frieza says blah, 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 and therefore season two is better. Wait, I called it's it season. A, that's that's a not accurate. great impression of yourself. You know what? <laughs> Bite me. Heath, you got anything going on? What's up? I don't really... There's nothing okay. too exciting. We have a contest coming up at some point whenever I decide to actually post it. <laughs> you sound so much <laughs> like me. You sound more and more like me. Every as day, the Mike. weeks and months go on. It's, I, get, I hate to use the word again, but it is fascinating to me. You're just turning into an old, jaded, bored Mike. <laughs> we don't sound bored. Not yet, but you will. Don't worry about Eventually. it. Eventually. You'll become me. You become Mary. I think that's like the uh, the <laughs> ultimate end. It's like first you progress to Mike level, and then you burn out and you become me. Or you just and that's everyone, the ultimate. Hate everything. Like fuck Dragon Ball. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> All right, I guess you're sitting down to record. I'll come over. All right. Uh, I don't really have any housekeeping stuff myself. I mean, I hate housekeeping. I do too. So let's. Not I talk actually about did it. that this morning. I had to do laundry. We have to do that too. It's overflowing. Oh god. Ew. Anyway, right, before before we start talking about our. Daily House Activities, let's go over and do some news. First thing we got here, breaking news. I don't know if you want to call it breaking, but our good bud San Gofe popping in with details over in our forum about the third and final French Dragon Ball Z box set. These have been coming out over the last few months. I don't even remember how long have they been coming out. Do you have any recollection of when this started? Feels like it's been a a year yeah, or so. about a year, I think. Okay. Something like that. The third one, which is going to cover episodes 200 through 291, so basically the last third of the series, really, what you consider, I guess, the Boo arc, uh, coming out March 25th, that's going to be 119.95 euros, over 14 DVDs, going to have the French and Japanese audio, and it'll be uncut. That's actually a really good transition point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's the very first episode where they switch the intro and the ending and everything, so. Yeah, of any place to break up the series, that's probably the best point that you can split up a box. Them Frenchies are smart. I know, aren't they? I love them. All right, Mary, take it away. What do we got here? All right, we've got some tidbits about Dragon Ball DS2. There's a new trailer for the game that's up, and you can view it over on GameTrailers.com. We've been poking at these every so often, and it's funny the way they keep harping on the, the NES. Yeah, we've got the NES game, woo! It's a silly point. Anyway, not a whole lot that we um, haven't seen before, though we did get a peek at some of the secondary characters, like Arale, Krillin, and all that stuff. I'm sorry, Kudidin! You actually say it better than any of us, too, other than maybe Julian, so I'm surprised that you I, I know, it's just habits. Habits, man, I'm still working it out. Yeah. After all so these anyway, years. <laughs> I know, it's horrible. Uh, at the end of these ads, they showcase the first game under that new brand of Welcome Price 2800. Woo-hoo! Welcome Price. Welcome Price. Now, you, Welcome you're, price. You're making fun of it. You're saying, do they even bother to ask anyone who speaks English? I know. I, I don't know. I think it sounds awesome when it's just, Welcome Price 2800. Yes. I welcome it. I, I do welcome it. Especially because DS games are like 50 bucks over there. I mean, come on. And I really want to get DS too. Me too. Me too. It looks really good. And I didn't love the first one, but from all the trailers, it seems like they've fixed so many things, especially the controls. I can just press Y to attack instead of tap Tap, 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 and being annoyed. Tappy, tap, tap. Uh, oh. All right. So, uh, Heath, why don't you uh, talk about some news here? I'm going to take a break. Dragon Ball to air again in Chile. Uh, C21media.net is reporting that Toei has struck a deal with Megavision Television TV to air the series in Chile. Uh, there's no real specific details or time frame that's been announced yet, or presumably which series is even going to be aired, but they right. have a deal, so they're going <laughs> to yes. do it. <laughs> Now, last time we talked about Latin America, all of our Brazilian friends came out of the woodwork. So if you live in Chile, I know you've had the series forever. You've had some great CD releases and everything. I think Chile had the one CD that had that terrible cover of Rock the Dragon, too. Oh, yes. That's so, a great song. <laughs> I know, I know that they've From had the series before. From a horrific standpoint, it's a great song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm with you. It's not, it's not a great song because it's a great song. It's great in a horribly ironic way. But, <laughs> That's uh, still good. All you Chile people, let us know what's going on. Because I know you've had the series before, so is this going to be... I don't know, have you not had part of the series? Are they re-airing something? Figure out what's going on. And then we'll just wrap it up. 
Uh, quick plug, because we get tons of emails unless we say something right away, and that indeed happened when I didn't update the website right away. Team Four Star DBZ Abridged Episode 11 is up. It's the beginning of their Season 2. You can check it out on their website and or their YouTube page. You know where to get this stuff. We'll give you links. Anyway, that appears to be the news. So with the news done, let's talk about some dude. So this cool dude we're talking about, his name is Yamcha, and he was there from the very, very beginning of the series, just about. It's one of the first characters introduced. Uh, again, like I said, I don't remember why it is we decided to talk about him. I guess it's I thought, hilarious. It's hilarious. It's Yamcha. Isn't that funny? Because he doesn't do anything to her. But I, I feel like there is something we can talk about with him more than any other character. He's probably the one who gets shoved aside the earliest and the most. And he's played for comedic roles occasionally, but then it gets all serious and he's, uh, I think it's going to be more interesting to talk about than I originally thought. So, uh, Heath, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell me, what does he look like? How did he come to be? What is Yamcha? What is Yamcha? Well, he's a person, and... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You asked the obvious questions. All right, we got to start at the beginning. So Yamcha is a person. Well, he first appears in Chapter 7. It's almost right off the bat. Um, He's one of the first main, I guess you would call, villains that Goku meets, and he eventually becomes Goku's friend. Right, and this is something that is just over and over in the series, where you befriend the villain. No, he's a good guy, and he has a talking cat friend that follows him around, and he has one of the coolest attacks ever, the Rogafufu Ken, and he's just an all-around good guy who gets shoved around a lot, and he dies in almost every battle, and... He just never gets the limelight that we're about to give him, I guess. Uh, how about his name? It comes from something called Yamcha, or I guess you just call it Dim Sum. Yes, the name is a pun on Yamcha, which literally just means drinking tea. It's a, a Cantonese term referring to sipping on tea while eating small servings of food. Uh, it's usually known as Dim Sum, or just a, it's basically a light brunch right. that's mm, light typical. Brunch. Yes. That explains Yamcha perfectly well. I mean, he's a light brunch. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a light villain. He doesn't fulfill everything that you need from him. He, uh, <laughs> yes, Bulma can... That's why I was going to say, that's that. why Bulma dumps him. <laughs> <laughs> so his name contributes indirectly to how he's portrayed and what he does in the series? Yes, and his, but his character is actually very loosely based on a Journey to the West character. Oh, that that's true. Maybe him more so than some of the others. I, yes. I don't know. I mean, one of them is apparent. I mean, the Oolong character is absolutely the pig character from Journey to the West. Well, I mean, he's got the rake and he's a pig. Right. But uh, Toriyama actually came out and said in one of the Ask Me Anything corners mm-hmm. in the Tonkabone about it. And he said that it is actually based on... <sighs> However, I can pronounce his name, Sha Wuxing. It's interesting because of all the characters that go with Wukong, um, like I said, the Oolong one is the most obvious. Yes. These others, I mean, I guess... Bulma's a stretch. Yeah, Bulma's a stretch for the prince. Or not the prince, the, uh, the priest. Yeah. Uh, you know, gender role there. But from what I understand, he's actually portrayed very, very feminine and as a female in a lot of adaptations. So yeah. that's not too much of a stretch either. But the other two characters that accompany them, um, I guess if Toriyama's going to come out and say it, I can buy it. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of see it if you actually look at it. I mean, the Shao Wujing was, you know, exiled from heaven and sent down to Earth, and he lived in a sandy, watery area, and right. he ends up desert, fighting so. with Wukong and all that, which is essentially what happens in Dragon Ball, and right. that's really the only tie-in. Other than that, the two characters have absolutely nothing to do with each other. <laughs> well, and he only uses Journeys to the West at the beginning of the series, and what is right, it? Uh, right. Daisenshu 2, they actually put up a lot of his drafts as he was coming up with characters, and mm, right. Yamcha, Puar, Oolong, Bulma, Goku are really the only ones that he had initially even designed based on Journey to the West. Now, I haven't read it in a while, but was there any kind of Yamcha character in Dragon Boy? I don't believe so. Let me look. I don't know if I have it over here to look at, but I remember that mostly just being the the boy himself and the girl. Right. Yeah, I don't think a Yamcha-type character is in there at all. Well, uh, I guess while we're talking about his design, who he's based on, he's kind of a doppelganger of another character, and that's Sukutsun Tsun. 
which is <laughs> wow, that's tough to wonderful say. Wonderful to say from Doctor Slump. I mean, if you put the two characters side by side, it's basically the exact same thing. And you can joke about them that in general, they're even as named characters, they're some of the most generic Toriyama designs for just a guy character, except for all the different hair styles. What was the others? There's another series that Toriyama drew. Ah, Jake's going to kill me for not remembering the name of it, but uh, there's the main character looks almost exactly like Yamcha. So he's used yeah. multiple times. <laughs> exactly. Just slap a different name on him and you have a, a main or a side character. It's perfect. Uh, Mary, you mentioned hairstyles. I guess we'll go to it now. Is that one of the things that you feel defines Yamcha as a character? Absolutely. He starts off with the long, shaggy hair and then the short, spiky hair and then... Uh... Oh, it's not even short and spiky yet. It's kind of floppy in the front a little oh, bit. Oh, I think right. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost <laughs> like... long hair again. You know, he really looks like a bandit when you first see him. And then now that he's met everyone, the next time you see him he's very clean cut like he's kind of made himself look a little better he's trying to impress bulma i suppose of course who wouldn't (laughs) and then he just kind of gives up on that yeah understandable (laughs) again who wouldn't (laughs) i think the worst yamcha haircut is that uh god it coincides with bulma's awful fro uh when trunk shows up Mm -hmm. yamcha's like quasi bowl cut kind of thing oh, that's right. i hate that I forgot about that one yeah yeah i like it much better when the three years pass and cell shows up and then yamja has the short spiky hair right that yes. one i kind of like and it's interesting you're talking about the shaggy hair. he he comes right back around to that for this hygiene yeah yeah he's back i thought that was always interesting i was like oh it's kind of a tribute yeah to hair <laughs> tribute to hair to the first man that dies mary is that your favorite hairstyle for yamja yeah the because the first uh, way I was introduced to Yamcha was watching Dragon Ball on TV, and I thought, whoa, he's cool. He's played by the guy who plays Kuno on the Rumble One Half Dub. He's awesome. <laughs> so I liked him the most first, uh-huh. only because of his dub voice actor. But uh, yeah, I associate my thinking Yamcha was a cool guy with that haircut. Heath, what about you? When you think of Yamcha, which hairstyle do you think of? Probably the Cyan arc. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just always kind of sticks out. It's very flowing hair. And what's interesting is uh, when you're first getting into the series, when you have everyone wearing the the same orange gi with the Kame symbol and, you know, one character short and bald, so you're like, all right, he's not an alien. But a lot of people would confuse Yamcha for one of the Saijin characters or related to Goku or is Goku. Really? We got, we got spiky hair. I've never and, heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some confusion. I'd say my other favorite would probably then have to be towards the, the Cell arc. And I think he's also like that in the Boo arc. Mm. Yeah. Where he's, he's just kind of the, the short hair. Well, I take that back. I think it is just the Boo arc when he's up on uh, Kami's palace. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out, not fighting, being a just cool guy. In his yellow suit. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're going to get to the suit. Don't worry. We're, we're getting to clothing. But in terms of hairstyles, I guess for me to pop in, I agree with the shaggy hair. Uh, the first appearance and then the Saiyajin arc appearance of the hair. That's what I think of when I think of Yamcha. I don't particularly care for the, the cell arc one. I kind of like his next appearance after the first when he's got the... Uh, floppy yeah. hair a little bit. It's the not clean quite, cut look. Yeah, it's clean. It's not the bowl cut. It's just a little bit of spike in it. I like that one. He looks so young. Yeah, that, that one, one makes him look a lot younger, which he, is he weird. I'd have to say his younger. worst haircut is probably in the very last chapter. And they just, they show him. <laughs> Everyone has such awful oh, hair. God. Terrible. Oh, Goten's the worst offender. <laughs> like, just didn't care anymore. <laughs> It's like, screw all these guys. While we're talking about defining characteristics, uh, something that defines Yamcha more than most characters, I mean, a couple others have these. Tension Han has big scar on his chest, so we see the origin of that one. But for Yamcha, his facial scars, he comes to the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai with facial scars. We never see how these came to be. They never really... Did anyone even ask him about it? To make him look cool... He, he's just, just getting rocked in the, in the yeah exactly <laughs> again when I think of Yamcha I think of the shaggy hair and the facial scars uh, Mary I'll go back over to you is this something you feel really defines Yamcha yeah. does that make him different it, it does make him other? distinctively different from people like Ten Shinhan well aside from the third eye and the baldness <laughs> <laughs> do you often compare or confuse the two characters uh, <laughs> well they kind of are lumped together in my head. Well, we're going to talk about that, I think, toward the end, about the Yamcha and Tenshin Hung connection, I think. Oh, gosh. I don't like where this is going. No, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, what about you? The scars, they do it for you? They make you hot? 
maybe not so much as Mary, but I do like them. <laughs> They're super cool. Well, Mary, I have to ask you again, because you female type, you talk about you female type. you're like, oh, he's so hot because he has scars. Is it the same thing with Yamcha? And yes. And the scars? Is someone not, not as hot, but still cool. So if I went out and left for, let's say, three years, and I came back and I had scars <laughs> all over my face, would you say, oh my god, take me now? It depends or, on where the scar is. Okay. Just like Yamcha. Yeah, like maybe even a Kenshin scar would be kind of cool. Okay, now, now that we're done with this <laughs> awkward pause, um, let's talk about the clothing, because I have to mention, you already stole my thunder, Mary. The yellow suit. These are the defining characteristics of Yamcha. The stupid hair, the stupid scars, and the stupid suit. When did we decide these are all stupid? I thought they were all awesome. I did just now, because <laughs> it's Yamcha. But the yellow suit, I mean, Yamcha, he's been doing nothing for so long, and he comes back, he has to make a statement. And the only thing that he can do, because he's just sitting out in the crowd not doing a goddamn thing, is wear a horrendous yellow suit. Again, Mary, I ask you, does the yellow suit define Yamcha as a character? Only towards the end. Okay. Not so much for the whole entirety of his existence. He kind of hangs out in that orange gi a lot. Yeah. I'm, having, I'm having trouble picturing him in regular clothes. Well, the part that you hate so much with the bulk guys. Yeah, like, that, that white shirt. That white shirt. I don't like that either. Well, he doesn't have to fight anymore. He can just sit back and relax. And, you know, all the money that he's made not winning the Budokai, he can go <laughs> off and buy all these kick-ass suits and just strut around. I like his baseball uniform. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of cute. Maybe that's how he made his money. Well, that's true, because I was about to say, Yamcha, he doesn't really do anything. He didn't seem to be all that good of a bandit, so he didn't make a whole lot of money there. And then he didn't win any tournaments, and then he just kind of bums off the Brie family for a while. So. I was going to say, I bet that's how he gets through life. I think everybody life. bums off the Brie family. I mean, we never see any character in the entire series actually work at anything. God, did someone even make that remark about Goku's family? Like, how did, did they say that the extra addition to the house was they had the Brie family help pay for it or something like that? I don't remember. It's just one of those things that Toriyama's like, no one will ever care about this. That's right, but uh -huh. we have to mention He had never it. met Dragon Ball fans before. Do you think Yamcha was getting an allowance? Ooh. Maybe Bulma was paying him for <laughs> services. Again, <laughs> getting off into a totally different direction than where I want to go. <laughs> Is there any other clothing of Yamcha? I feel like he does go through so many changes with what he wears, but he's mostly hanging out in the orange gi or just some stupid suit later on, I guess. It's not as much as I thought. I think he only ever wears anything that's orange or yellow. Mm. Except for what we first see him in. Beginning yeah, of the that series. green and red number. Except for these other things that contradict what we're saying. Like the white shirt and <laughs> But he has the yellow suit on, doesn't he, when he has the white shirt? Uh, Later on, yeah, he does have a white shirt underneath it. Alright, we're done talking about clothes. Let's talk about Yamcha more personally, on a, on a deeper level. We're talking about when he's first introduced, what really defines him. Sure, it's all this exterior stuff, but Mary, I think what drew you into him was his quirks about him being afraid of girls and and I am so sad they dropped that. Because yeah. I love characters that are like that. I think it's so funny. And they just, or I should say Toriyama, just dropped it after that first arc. Well, it was after he and Bulma realized that, oh, we're, we're, both, we're both here. We both suck. We should get together. This is convenient, right? Yeah, it's okay. a relationship of convenience. It's so awkward. So did that take something away from Yamcha? I mean, other I, I than think him it did. being thrown to the side immediately anyway. Yeah, I just think. Just taking away this quirk of him? Just yeah, it would have helped to have kept that around because I think there could have been more jokes to be had. Heath, what do you think about that? I have to agree. I I don't know. He's just not the same without it. He's he's such a badass at the beginning of the series, but then all of a sudden a woman comes along and he he can't even stand. Puar has to take him away. <laughs> <laughs> and then later in the series, you know, he just he yells at Balma and she yells back and they just walk away from each other and it's like, what happened? Yeah, I guess without this dual dynamic to the character, you just have a guy who was originally a badass, but we've introduced so many other bigger and better badasses that Yamcha by comparison is not so much a badass. Not so much a badass. He's just a dude. He's just an ass. He's just an ass. And he lost his sword. <laughs> yes. Oh. God, what what is it with swords in the series where people have it and then oh, we we're not going to use this anymore. <laughs> you don't need this. I don't uh, know. And he had all these cool cars at the beginning of the series, and just, I don't yeah, know. hover cars. He had thing. his own hideout. He, you know, he lived in a rock. <laughs> it's so awesome. I gotta say, that's something I liked about the most recent DS game, where Yamcha kind of goes back and hangs out in his place, and he talks about having some gang members with him, and you go back, and you have to bring him out of there again. Poir's just like, oh, 
Yamcha and I are living together. And isn't it so cute? And we're out here in the middle of nowhere. And let's go have a fun adventure because we're in a rock. <laughs> All Shaped right. like a tooth. So his housing situation is interesting. But then he, he improves it once he meets Bulma. So it's all good. <laughs> it's true. Again, he's just he's both being used and using other people. I want to talk about how he's tossed aside, though. I feel like with the introduction of Kududin as the uh, main character's side, The new pick, best friend. The new best friend. The right? new Yamcha rival. never really had a chance. I mean, the rival friend situation is thrown out the door with a new guy. Did Kududin just take anything that Yamcha had? What do you think, Mary? They're different enough that yeah, I don't think yeah. he necessarily... But I mean, by took... introducing this other character, did that take away any chance Yamcha had to uh, be that character? Maybe. I mean, they kind of... Fl- during that area, I think they kind of flipped back and forth as far as power goes. So Yamcha was still a little bit relevant just because oh, he yeah, was still yeah. pretty similar. But very quickly after that, there's a pretty big discrepancy between, a, between you know their power levels, right, right. for lack of a better phrase. We'll I don't mean to say that. Sorry, Mary. No, I mean, I'm not we'll talking about our power levels. You we'll know what I mean? About the Budokai fights. We'll we'll talk about who gets how far and how that works for Yamcha because it doesn't really work. I don't know. What else can you say about this early part of the series? I feel like Toriyama threw him aside so quickly. He's most often just hanging out with the other characters, and oh, I'm gonna just show up to the tournament now and we'll all do stuff together. Krillin stole his thunder. He did. He did. Alright, we're done. Let's talk about Yamcha. More things that define him. I'm gonna skip baseball for now. Let's talk about attacks. Yamcha starts off the series as having... God, is it the first signature attack we get other than maybe something with Nyoibo or the Junken? Um... Yeah, I was going to say, John Ken is the only real thing that shows up before that, but this is, I think, much more significant. Yeah, you mentioned already the Rogafufu Ken. Tell me about it. Well, he can attack like a wolf. He basically just speeds up his attacks where he's punching and kicking at the same time so fast that his enemy is not supposed to see it. And he can, he's got lots of these swipes and they kind of put shadows of wolves and things. His hands turn into wolves. <laughs> Stylistically, it's neat to look at. <laughs> this is an attack, I guess we see it used a few times. It's one of the earliest, all right, this is, we don't have key-based attacks yet. The Kamehameha hasn't shown up, though it will very shortly. Is it interesting, Mary? Is it an interesting, useful attack? It seems wussy, but like I said, I I like to look at it because of the wolf drawing, so he looks snazzy. Well, it's, I think it's very Toriyama-esque, like nature-related. He's, yeah, he's yeah. using the wolf as the attack, and I guess it makes him seem more like a bandit, uh, a rogue guy out in the wilderness, kind of fighting on his own. You're making Yamcha sound so cool. I know! But, what? God, what happens to this dude? <sighs> Krillin. Bigger and better characters. <laughs> you take away his sword, you introduce someone else, and you make him a pussy, and God, alright. And there you go, Yamcha. I would never say he's, like, pussified. He doesn't act like a wuss. He always remains pretty tough. He does. Well, and for the most part, he just kind of stops fighting. Right, I he mean, doesn't care. One of my favorite not caring moments is a movie moment, but it's in a DBZ oh, movie, movie 9. nine when he's just hanging out on top of that thing. Right. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then he gets knocked over into the water and that's it. But I think that's the thing that defines the uh, last, I don't know, last half of Yamcha's existence. But keeping it going with attacks, Yamcha is another character that learns the Kamehameha pretty early on. We see him use this, where it's being spread across all these other characters. He all flipped, the cool kids what do is it. That? But cool we don't kids. see him, like, do it, like, learn it or anything. He just comes right out and does it. Right, right. Keith, what do you think about that? Everyone learning the Kamehameha, does that make Yamcha just one of the cool kids on the block? <sighs> he is one of the cool kids on the block, Mike. Does it make him more of a cool kid? Isn't is he the third person to use it, or does Curly then use it before him? I, I can't remember. I think Yamcha uses it first. Right. I can't remember who uses it at what point. He shows up at the Budokai and just yeah. lets loose with it, I believe. Yeah, he's already able to use it, yeah. So, um, I don't know if it makes him one of the cool kids, because then everyone in the entire series basically becomes a cool kid. <laughs> and then Tenshinhan uses it to say, like, yeah, what? I can do it. Yeah. Fuck you guys. This thing's super easy. Moron can do it. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, Goku can do it. But All right, then the final attack, and I think this is really one of Yamcha's best things that he ever did. It's so different. It's the coolest attack ever. Yeah. It is, and it gets used... Twice? A, 
once in the main series and like once or twice in filler and once in the movie. It's and such then a shame the jump aside. Oh, that's right. Back. That's right. They brought it back. The Soki Don. He first uses this against Shen or Kami at the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. It's this ball of key that he forms by gripping his palm and it kind of floats above him. Then he throws it, but what makes it so different from just a regular key ball or blast is by using his fingers and concentrating, he can direct where it goes. So he flies it all around, slamming into his enemy. Typically, you'll see it where it's just this streak of light flashing around the energy, them getting slammed every which way. And one of my favorite parts of the attack is, I think it was against Shen, where he made it go into the ground and then come back up out of the ground and kind of uppercut him with the key ball. This, to me, was Yamcha trying again to, I guess, be relevant and be cool. It's really the developing. peak of his trying. The peak of his effort. <laughs> the peak of his potential? Yes. All right. Heath, what do you think? The Soki Don, is this Yamcha's biggest moment and then it just gets foiled because he's fighting God? <sighs> I wouldn't say it's his signature attack, but yeah, I think it is. And it almost, it gets quelched almost right away. I mean, he uses it and it's just almost awe-inspiring. Like, wow, that was really kick-ass right there. And then Shen just gets up like it was nothing and <laughs> kicks him out. It was like, well, a shame. there goes that. Well, we'll talk more about that specific fight in just a couple minutes, but Soki Don, I think, is an attack that never had its chance to shine. Everyone's stealing Tension Han stuff. Why didn't anyone ever steal the Soki Don? I think it's slightly stolen. Kienzan kind of operates in a similar way, doesn't it? Not really. He can control where it goes. Uh... Yeah, one's an energy ball, and the other one's... I know it's a disc, but you can still control it. I guess just the the ball itself, people do other key balls and blasts that they can well, sort of quasi-control. Goku against Piccolo Daimao, when he fires the Kamehameha, he, can, right. he moves it. Hits him in the back of the head. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe he did steal it. All right. Good for him. Stealing other people's stuff. Let's uh, talk about some memorable fights. Because these are things you think about characters. You think about the situations they're in. Not just themselves, but who they fought against. Especially when you're in an ensemble cast shounen like this. Yamcha is one of the first fights in the series against Goku. We get the Rogafufu Ken. We have a sword. Everything's crazy. It's a serious fight. <laughs> it is a serious fight, Mary. Tell me about it. Because you're like, oh, swoon, Yamcha, take gold. This is so great. Well, I think... We this is the one where uh, he loses his tooth, which we don't really see much of throughout the rest of the show. Like, does he have an implant? What's the deal here? But I believe Goku jump, punches his tooth out, and then he looks at himself in a mirror. He's like, oh, my face! Ah, and he runs away. Uh, I don't remember much about it other than sword slashing and... Goku bitch-slapping him a bit. <laughs> right. All right, Heath, what about you? Is this fight memorable to you, or is it just one of the first ones so you remember it? I think it's one of the first ones so I remember it, but my my favorite part is Goku is actually saved by Bulma, so it's kind of... Oh, true. Yeah, Yamcha might have taken Goku. Because Goku got really hungry and basically just sat down. <laughs> and then Yamcha <laughs> right. was about to... Do the final bow and Bulma sits up and it's like, hey, what's going on? I kind of forgot about that where he does just kind of stop. My, the and... favorite part about that fight is more so something that Toriyama did in the manga where Goku runs up and, you know, just slaps him in the face basically. And right. it, he hits the top of the panel and then comes back down into the rock. And when Toriyama <laughs> drew it, like, there's a piece of the top of the panel that's, like, broken off, and you can tell that Yamcha hit it. <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff early on in the manga where they're making jokes about it being the manga and doing interesting things that way that... Like, they're, kind of they're actually confined to that little square. Right, right. That's cool stuff. Yeah. All right, moving on. I guess we're up to the 21st Tenkaichi Budokai, and this is where the losing streak begins. <laughs> Wait, oh, you skipped one. Yeah, but that's after. I, I put it out of order. No, no, he... He, he fights Chi-Chi, if you call it a fight. See, I didn't put this on here for a reason. I mean, It's listed in the Daisenshu as an actual battle. I, I didn't even bother looking there. They consider this one of the battles? Yes. They consider Goku versus the Fisher battle, so. It says Yamcha wins. <laughs> I suppose so. All right, that doesn't count. Let's go to the 21st okay. Budokai, because we get to the final eight characters, and Yamcha will perpetually be only in the final eight. His first fight in this tournament is versus Jackie Chun, and clearly, I mean, this tournament is leading up to a final battle between two specific characters. You kind of know where it's going. He doesn't have a chance here against Jackie Chun. Heath, is this a memorable fight to you, or is it just so early in the tournament, you're like, ah, yeah, that's right, I guess they fought. I would have to go with the latter. I... Okay. I think it's just a uh, Yamcha was used. He was conned into fighting Jackie, 
and ultimately losing for the ultimate good of the story. Mary, how about you? Do you even remember this fight? I don't remember the Dragon Ball fights as well as I remember the later fights, unfortunately. All right, I think you might remember this next fight then. Well, oh, I was going to say, it, in this one, I believe it's the one where Jackie just basically swipes his arm and creates a big wind and it just blows Yamcha right out of the ring, if I remember right. God, I mean, even after doing the manga review of Awesomeness, but I guess that would have been a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> been a while. I got to rewatch and reread all this stuff. Oh, but... we should have done that. We're horrible <laughs> at prepping. Research. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next fight. I think this is more significant because, well, maybe it shows more of the other character that he fought against than Yamcha himself. 22nd Budokai, in the final eight here, his first fight's against Tenshinhan. And this is where he gets his legs broken. And this is probably one of the first situations where it's not that Yamcha's just off doing something. It's that he's injured and can't do anything because he's in a hospital. Tenshinhan beats the living shit out of Yamcha here. You think about that coming down and just crushing his legs and the shit-eating grin on Tenshinhan's face. Mary, do you remember this? I want to remember it because it sounds <laughs> badass. I want to remember. I want to remember so bad. I don't know. I think because I've only read it once, I don't think I've even seen it, or maybe I've seen it once. It's I know just not have. enough. It's just not enough times for me to actually retain it. I need at least three times before I remember. <laughs> All right. Let me go over to Heath then. Is this a memorable fight to you? Yes. Um, uh, it's... See, Mary, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, Mary. It's it's one of those fights where, well, it basically turns into what every other fight is. You have the good guy and the bad guy, and the good guy is, like, winning, and you think he stands a chance, and all of a sudden, Han huh, is just like, dude, I'm way better than you, and I'm going to break your legs. And then he he does, and he just walks away like, yeah, that's right, bitch. And that's the end of the fight. But you feel so bad for the guy, because you thought he stood a chance. And I think the TV version does a good job of cutting back to Yamcha at the hospital. Is he, like, listening to the fights on the radio or something? can't remember what he's doing Something there. like that. And they peek in on him every once in a while. They give him a little bit of attention. And he ends up showing up eventually with a big cast. Right, right. So another thing that defines Yamcha, being hurt. All right, moving on. The next fight that he sort of kind of has uh, is when everyone's fighting Baba's fighters because, what, they're trying to find the Dragon Balls. What was going on in that volume? I don't even remember. Yes, because she she is a fortune teller. She can find the Dragon Ball. Ah, yeah, that's it. She's got these fighters, and they have to fight them and get to the end. It's like a little mini tournament. It's fantastic. Yamcha's fight, though, you don't remember so much about the fight itself, but you remember the tactic with which they use in order to complete the fight. I don't. Yamcha's not a part of this. <sighs> Mary. he's... He is fighting the Invisible Man, and the way that they find the Invisible Man is to pull down Bulma's shirt. Oh. So Kame Senin squirts blood all over the place, which covers the Invisible Man. I remember. They can then see him. Okay, it wasn't that I forgot. It's more like I purged that from my memory. <laughs> okay. That's Again, pretty gross. I think it's memorable not because of the fight itself, but because of Hey Boobies. So Heath, <laughs> I ask you, is it Hey Boobies or is it a cool fight? It is Hey Boobies. All right, then. See? See, the men are on the same wavelength here, Mary. What's going on with you? Sorry for my vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heath, do you have anything else to say about this? Because it's mostly Goku that does stuff throughout this entire run. Um, it's it's a good lead up to the next fight. I don't know. Do you have that one listed? Which one do you have next? Uh, Miracun. Oh God, I didn't even think about him. Yeah, he he fights Suke-san, on the Invisible Man, and he seems pretty good. You know, once the blood gets all over him, he handily beats him, and then he goes up against Mira, who just le- <laughs> beats the bejesus out of him. That's true. I forgot about that because it's mostly a Goku fight. I mean, right? Yamcha doesn't really do shit here. Well, he gets. Let's see, Upa and Puar almost do better than Yamcha. <laughs> That's true. I love that scene where the I'm across. All right, let's move on then. Uh, we are up to, I guess you would say, I don't know, is this really a fight? It was in the anime only. And I couldn't remember this, so I went back and double-checked the manga. It's a situation where... In the manga, it seems like it's about to happen. And what I'm talking about is uh, Tambourine has all the profiles of the Tenkaichi Budokai fighters. And up next on his little roster here is Yamcha. So he figures he's going to go off and kill Yamcha. That's what they're doing is take him out one by one. In the TV version, he actually goes and fights with Yamcha for a little bit. And then Piccolo calls him back because Yajirobe killed one of the minions. Whereas in the manga, he looks at Yamcha's thing and he's about to go fight him. Piccolo calls him back right then and there. So he never actually makes it out there. So this is very unmemorable to me because I had to go double check to see if it even happened because I didn't remember it. I totally forgot about that. Mary, you had no recollection of this whatsoever. No, I don't. All right. (laughs) 
Moving on, because this has no relevance to anything. And one of his best fights is the 23rd Tenka Ichibudokai versus Shen Kamisama. We've already talked about the Sokidan and how interesting that was. I think what defines this fight more than just the Sokidan is uh, Yamcha getting his balls crushed by a head. Yes. So, Mary, I turn it over to you. I know you remember, I remember this, one. this one. So tell me about the things that you do remember. I just remember the, the ways he got inappropriately hit by accident because Shen was playing dumb. Right. Or maybe just doing a really good job of pretending to play dumb. That's all I really remember. All right. But he lost. Heath, tell me. Is it because this fight is so... I mean, I guess we had a little bit of the drunken fighting going on with Kamisen and Jackie Chun much earlier. But here we have a character who's completely aloof and you know something's up, but you don't really know what's up and these two are fighting and Yamcha kind of blows it off at first but then he realizes something's going on does he really realize does this keep you intrigued the whole time I would say so for a little bit at least at the end it gets really boring at the beginning because Yamcha's taking it seriously but Shen really couldn't care and then Yamcha starts yelling at him and then Shen's just like okay and just within a blink of an eye shows up in front of him and hits him and it's right. over. So it's right. kind of like, what kind of a match was that? I should have just done that from the beginning. But what fun would that be? And this concludes Yamcha's streak of never making it past this far in the Budokai. He kind of gives up after this. I don't really do anything. Although maybe we have a couple other fights. So let's transition. Mary, tell me about the fight against the Saibai Man. Yay, stuff I remember. Well, he has the glorious role of being the first one killed during this part of the series. Right, he's kind of the first fight after introductions ensue. And he tries to put up a good fight, he but... Does. He actually does a really he good job. He does a great job at first. Yes, <laughs> you think that him. they're gonna, you know, he's gonna take out multiple ones and, oh my god. We, we see the speed that the characters are doing here. And I his mean, flowing hair. The animation this particular uh, area is, is great. great. It was a great animation day. But <laughs> nothing can stop anyone from a kamikaze blowing up attack. So, I mean, Yamcha's out again. He's not just injured. I mean, he's flat out dead. He's in a crater that is a doornail. He's not going to do anything for quite a period of time here, except maybe in some anime filler. Heath, is this, uh, again, we're talking about Yamcha. What defines Yamcha? It's the scraggly hair. It's the orange ghee. It's the scars. It's the getting blown up, right? It's the always being defeated, always dying. But I don't know. He got uh, Koei Len to cry for him. So, I don't know. It's such a shame. Guy was kicking ass in almost every battle, and he just plummets. You know, I, I make fun of it. Oh, yeah, Yamcha got blown up. But I think what Toriyama's doing here is he's showing, you know what? We're not safe. We're killing Yamcha right now, right here, and it doesn't stop for a while. So, sure, it, it's funny to make, yeah, yeah, Yamcha blew up jokes. But it's almost like the South Park, like, you killed Kenny. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when stop is this guy going to stop dying? So we move on from here. Yamcha's dead. Uh, he shows up at Kaios, and we get a little fight against Ginyu Tokusentai in anime filler. But for the most part, he's just hanging out being dead and maybe doing a little training in the meantime. Yamcha's out of the story until he comes back to do something sort of Garlic Jr. arc. I, there's not a whole lot to say about that. I mean, he's basically a vampire for a little bit. It's not that interesting. But during the Freeze arc, we do see him train with Kaio. Yeah. And, and? and he fights the Ginyu Tokusentai. So, yeah, and... That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, there's, there's nothing to talk about. So, yep, he's up there. Yep, Tenshinhan's there. Yep, Piccolo's there. We'll, we'll talk about people for a while, because we're going to be the exposition while Goku's fighting. I mean, that's the purpose he serves at this point. You're making me depressed, Mike. Let's make you even more depressed, because this is more <laughs> of stop killing Yamcha. He's about to die here. His purpose in the Jinzo Ningen arc is to get impaled through the chest by Dr. Gero. That was brutal. It was pretty brutal. I got to tell you, the first time I saw that shot, I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, Yamcha dies again. That's crazy. Oh, I guess he doesn't really die. But even so, I mean, it happens so quickly. It's yeah. like there's no beating around the bush. It's like he goes and he turns the corner and whoop, Toriyama chest. He couldn't pull the trigger on this one. It seems to be another case of using Yamcha as the character with which to say, look, no one is safe here. Just happens to be that Yamcha is the one who gets in the way first of these villains, where it's you're here and you are that close to being killed. Then he doesn't really do anything, does he? He goes and hangs out with Bulma. Watch TV. Yamcha's contribution to this story arc is Goku has the virus. I got to take him oh, home. Oh, true, true. So he's basically the chauffeur. Yamcha is a chauffeur until the Cell game. He just hangs out, gives him his medicine, and he's at Goku's house. Now he's just leeching off Chi-Chi for a while. 
And while he's hanging out there, I mean, Tension Han has to go out and take on Cell, and jeez. We're going to talk a lot about contributions to fights, uh, especially compared to Tension Han. Against Cell, we have the stuff at the end where everyone jumps in to help a little bit, expanded upon in the TV version. Again, I've talked about this as being some of my favorite little filler extra stuff. But Yamcha's basically done at this point. We get to the 25th Tenkaichi Budokai. Yamcha's hanging out in the stands. He doesn't do anything of note for the entire rest of the series. Nope. He's done. Yamcha he, is done. Does he crack rise? Comedy relief at all? I, I don't think so. He's just swimming for a Dragon Ball, I think. Why did they even draw him? So, now that we're this far into Yamcha, we, we've said you know, what defines him, what he's actually done. Mary, is Yamcha more or less interesting now that you've taken the time to sit down and really talk about him? The same, but maybe slightly less. Okay. Have I destroyed your rose-tinted memories of Yamcha? No, you have not destroyed them. Thank okay. goodness. Right. I still have my memories at my side. Heath, what about you? Is Yamcha more or less interesting now that we've taken 45 minutes to talk about him? I think he's... I will always remember him from the beginning of the series, and that's about it. Otherwise, he is dead to me. You mentioned Ted Cole, and that's what kind of dragged you in with the early dub. How about Toto Furia, which is really how we know Yamcha. Right. And it's, I mean, tons of other characters as well. But Yeah, he's great. This is the voice of Yamcha. Does this give him some more of those endearing qualities, you think? I think so, because Toru Furia... I can't even say Furia. his name. <laughs> It sounds like a tongue twister. Furuya. His Yamcha is a lot more wacky than a lot of his other characters. Mm. Um, Tuxedo Mask is pretty... Uh, and... <laughs> Mama was not an interesting <laughs> wow. guy at all. And uh, Kyosuke from KOR was... He was wacky, but he had a very, very teenage voice. Mm-hmm. So his Yamcha was pretty wacky, yeah, I guess, he, by comparison. He does a very young voice, and I think that's what maybe grounds Yamcha as maybe more of an immature character in that respect. I think it's very fitting. Yeah. And he portrays him very well. He actually injects some personality in him. Okay. Which helps. Heath, do you agree? Todu Furia adding to Yamcha? Totally. I think he really makes the character, for me anyway. Okay. That That's a statement of fact. Yes. It is fact. <laughs> I want to wrap it up. We we mentioned this earlier, and maybe we'll hit upon some other things as we talk a little bit more, but Yamcha and his connection with Tenshin Han. There seems to be a, a pairing of these two, not in a yaoi way, just in a hanging out together in video games. I mean, we have Yamahan that was introduced in Budokai 2, a fusion of these two characters, and then I think... Uh, was it also Budokai 2, maybe Budokai 3? When Boo has all of his different absorptions, it's Yamcha and Tenshin Han together as an absorption. What do you think it is about these two characters? I mean, Tenshin Han is far and above the more powerful character. Why do they slap these two together in these interesting situations? What do you think, Mary? They're humans. Okay. And they're around the same height. Yeah. As opposed to lumping <laughs> and like, one Yamcha has hair and, and one doesn't. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I almost see Yamcha and Tenshin Han together as like a comedy duo, even though they don't really do any comedy together. I mean, God, the first time they meet, one breaks the other's legs, essentially. Right. I mean, they're not the best of It friends. was a bonding moment. Okay. Okay. Heath, what do you think? Is there a reason why these two seem to be paired together much, much later than the actual content of the series itself? I really don't know. I mean, maybe it has something to do with the fact that, you know, they fought each other, and so there was always kind of angst between them, and people just kind of drew on that, greatly expanded on it, apparently. Speaking of Tenshin Han, this is another thing I wanted to mention, and a lot of people uh, bring this up, God, so often. Tenshin Han is a character who gets a chance to actually jump into some of these fights. I mean, he takes on Cell. At this point, Yamcha's basically done. He has a great moment against Cell, and he actually gets a blast in against Boo. I mean, there's one tiny little moment, but Tenshin Han is off doing something and trying. Do you, does that contribute something much more to Tenshin Han than Yamcha? Yes. Also, yes. I guess, yeah, it's more of a statement to make than it is a discussion to be had. So let's, yes. let's look for some other statements from people. Uh, I put the request out there on Facebook. I said, hey, I think we're finally going to do this Yamcha episode. So what do you all think of Yamcha? Mary, I'm going to let you get started here. Okay, Greg, uh, on our Facebook page, writes, he seems more like a real person than the other Z Senshi. He's an average guy. Yamcha seems like a good person to have a beer with. I am with that him That sounds, right there. that's a good person. Perspective. I never thought about it that way. I agree. I do agree with that. You want to have a beer with Yamcha? We'll all sit down. We could all play baseball and beer. <laughs> Talk about how irrelevant we've all become. <laughs> Rag on Balma. Uh, Heath, why don't you keep going here? Onome Eggy writes, 
He's a character who wanted to be a strong fighter at first, but gradually starts to care more about women than fighting, and kind of lets that goal slip away, though it probably didn't help that he was left in the dust by Goku, Piccolo, etc. It's a real contrast from, say, Goku or Vegeta. For them, fighting is everything, and women are just a distraction from that. By the end of the series, Yamcha is the opposite. I think that ties in with saying Yamcha's more of just a regular dude, or he's, oh, women are kind of cool, I guess I need to do this relationship thing. These the guys are, are all more bad badass than me, so I just don't care anymore. (laughs) Alex, number one, because we have a couple Alexes here. Alex, number one, says, I hate the fact that he's so important in Dragon Ball and then practically thrown away in DBZ. Tension Han still contributed against Cell and Boo. Yamcha just got shanked by 20 and rolls around with Poir and his other car while wearing a yellow tux. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow tux now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, it's the statement of fact that Tension Han actually does something, and sure, he's tossed aside, but at least he gets his due. Fact. Tension on. Yes. <laughs> Mary, Alex number two. Hey, writes, uh, Yamcha doesn't really help out in fights in Dragon Ball Z. He kind of died a pathetic death against the Cybermen, not against Nappa. He was scared of Frieza when Frieza and King Cold were coming to Earth. He got beaten in one hit by Android 20. Yamcha also got pummeled by a Cell Jr. And he never really put up a fight against Boo. So, yeah, that adds up that Yamcha became the slacker after the first Dragon Ball or the way he was made by Akira Toriyama. There you go. Yamcha just getting tossed aside by the author here. Travis said, uh, seconding Alex's comments here, this would be Alex number one, I think, Yamcha should have at least gotten a proper send-off from the main cast. The Cell game seemed to crush any lingering desires to get back in the action, so why is he just bumming around? Would have liked to see mention of him getting back into baseball. He would have made one hell of a batting coach for the Titans. I mean, Yamcha had a secondary career here. I mean, he was That's something baseball. most of the characters can't say. Maybe right. he's selling suits. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tailor. Maybe he's showcasing his own work, and in that case, maybe he should stick to baseball. Heath, wrap it up here. What does Lisa say? Lisa says, Poor guy. He goes through all the training, running along Snake Way and training with Kaiosama, just to be completely useless for the rest of the series. Makes you wonder if Toriyama had originally intended to bring Tenshinhan, Chatsu, and Yamcha into the Frieza saga at some point, and then changed his mind. But then again, even in Dragon Ball's tournaments, Yamcha's entire role seems to be to indicate an unusually strong character by losing to them in the first round. He's pretty much the bad guy canary when he drops off the perch you know something bad is coming (laughs) (laughs) and the canary ties into the yellow suit so that's a great way to put it there you go that's what a lot of you thought about yancho we've talked enough about him if you want to learn more about him i've been reading the site recently it is absolutely hilarious it's by our own forum sprite satan actually so check out yamcha densetsu at yamcha densetsu.com it is just it's basically a blog but but it's it's a blog and a website. There's so many great things. Like the most recent article is Yamcha, the father of Goten. And <laughs> it, it, it concludes by saying, well, the the conclusion of kind of the before you read more, Yamcha is the father of Goten, and you can't prove me wrong. It's a fantastic article talking about how is Goten really from Goku? Because I mean, Yamcha was basically there with Chi Chi the whole time. Ah. <sighs> And you can't prove the author wrong on this, except for the logical evidence that is presented at the end. But you can dismiss that because it's logical. So I I think you really need to give this site a visit. It's fantastic stuff. Mary, I mean, you ran, I say past tense here. Yes. You ran a character site for the longest time. Is it this kind of stuff where you just have fun with the series and the characters? Absolutely. What made it cool to you? Yeah, when you get it down to the character level and just go apeshit and come up with these series, it's so much fun. Put a lot of thought into it, make graphics and uh, write stuff. It's so fun. Another article here is 10 Yamcha Accomplishments. So you definitely want to read this site if you've enjoyed our Yamcha discussion thus far. That's it. So with uh, the topic done, because where else can you go with Yamcha? We'll just toss him aside like the author did. Let's do releases. All right, first thing, on February 2nd, it's a Tuesday, Dragon Ball Season 3 from Funimation. It's going to be TV episodes 62 through 92, MSRP is 49.98. Amazon's get the pre-order for $42.49. Right Stuff has it for $29.99. Heath, I give you the pleasure of this next one. I hate you. (laughs) I know. On February 4th, a Thursday, the TV version anime comics is going to continue. 
Unfortunately. It will be Dragon Ball Z, Majin Buu, Gekito Hen, or Battle Arc. And you can buy that for 730 yen from Shueisha or Amazon. Yay, Yay. they continue. Mary, keep it going. February 11th, Thursday, we've got Dragon Ball DS2, Totsukeki, Red Ribbon Gun. Goon. goon. Sorry, God. <laughs> you know, my, my American son such a goon. gun. <laughs> I, I, and I, a half goons in the Red Ribbon Army. It's really difficult because you're like, oh yeah, it's an army. They have guns. Exactly. And that's a regular word, so you're always tempted to read it as gun instead of gun. But Or, okay. translated as Charge Red Ribbon Army. Anyway, this is the Japanese Nintendo DS release release of this game. MSRP is 52.29 yen. You can pre-order it on Amazon Japan for 42.21 yen or $54.90 on Play Asia. February 16th, Tuesday. We got two things coming out. This big Dragon Ball Z number 6, the eternally delayed release, covers the original Japanese Tankobon numbers 32 to 34. That would be Viz DBZ graphic novel volume 16 through 18. MSRP is 17.99, though Amazon's always got the good pre-order price 12.14. Also that same day Stuff that is shipping early to folks from Right Stuff. Dragon Box Z Volume 2. This is the American DBZ Dragon Box from Funimation. This set covers 43 through 84. MSRP has dropped on this. The best prices right now, I don't know if you consider this great, $53.99 on Amazon. Right Stuff's got the $35.99 pre-order price, and Target's got a listing for $35.69. Didn't they actually drop the MSRP? Yes, they did. Starting okay. with this one. So Amazon gives it to you for, what, $6 off? Yeah, the uh, list price is $59.98. So not a great deal over on Amazon right now. Right stuff's probably the best place to grab it. Heath, keep it going. All right, February 19th, Friday. We have Dragon Ball Kai Blu-ray Box 2. It will contain Kai episodes 16 through 27. It will be in 4-3 aspect ratio and high definition. It's retailing for 15,960 yen, but you can pre-order it for... 15,200 yen on CD Japan or 11,698 yen on Amazon Japan. Also the same day, Dragon Ball Kai DVD, the single disc, volume 6, will be released. It will contain Kai episodes 16 through 18 in a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, cropped and in standard definition. That is retailing for 2,940 yen, but you can pick it up on CD Japan for 2,800 yen or Amazon Japan for 2,176. Mary, finish it off. Get a bunch of stuff on February 24th. Holy cow, it's a busy Wednesday. In Japan, we've got the Dragon Ball Kai Koro-chan pack CDs. There's three total coming out that day. Goku vs. Vegeta, Goku vs. the Ginyu Tokusentai, and Goku vs. Frieza. These retail for 1,575 yen each, and CD Japan has them for pre-order for 1,500 yen. Each will include a picture book. And in Spain, we've got Dragon Ball Volume 3 DVD. This is the Saga del... Uh, I'll just say it's the Red Ribbon Army Part 2. There you go. It's a Region 2 PAL DVD with Dragon Ball episodes 49 through 68. The languages include Japanese, Castilian, Catalan, Basque, and Galician. Galician. Uh, Subtitles are in Castilian. This retails for 49.95 euros, and you can get it on ZonaDVD.com. DVD. DVD. Ponto. (laughs) Com. All right, let's wrap it up. We had a bunch of comments from you guys on Yamcha, so we'll do a single email here. Hey, Heath, why don't you read it for us? All right, let me find it. Ah, there we go. Chris says, I downloaded a song in the early 2000s off Napster. Song is attached. Well, not for me, it's not. That's titled... SSJ Gohan. I've never heard this song played during the show, both English and Japanese versions. After listening to the song for nearly a decade, I consider it a part of the DBZ music verse. However, I don't know if it's actually in the show. What do you think? Does it sound familiar? It's a nice tune either way. Yes, I recognized it absolutely immediately. What you sent over was the main title theme to the first Super Butoden on the Super Famicom. There was an arranged soundtrack that came out in 1993. The main title theme is the first track on the disc. I'm going to play a little sample. Here is the track from the arranged soundtrack. And just for comparison, here's a little snippet from the in-game music itself when you start up on Super Famicom. 
I guess just after being able to easily answer what it is, Mary, uh, the Super Butoden soundtracks are a big part of our growing up with the series. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot where they kind of feel like an alternate soundtrack to the show itself. They are part of the music verse. Mm -hmm. And I have fond memories of sitting working on my site at the computer and listening to the music from this game. I don't remember if I downloaded it from your site or someone else's though. Uh, Dr. Garrow's lab had a lot of samples from the uh, Butoden soundtrack. Heath, what about you? Are you a big fan of Butoden music? I am. I didn't really listen to it while working on Constantine, but yes. So, Mary, people have questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and other stuff. Where they send it? You can send emails over to podcast.dizex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. We also are on the social networking sites of the day, like Facebook. You can find us at www.facebook.com slash DizeX. Likewise, on Twitter, at DizeX, and individually as VegetoEX, Saya Jedi, and Mary T.O.T. Before we wrap up the show, we're going to do a donation naming. I am so thankful that people are uh, contributing their hard-earned money to help things go a little smoother over here. Uh, this year, I have to say, DizeX.com, the domain name itself, D-A-I-Z-X.com. This is brought to you by the 2010 Jaron Memorial Domain Name Renewal. Very appreciative. Yay. Does that mean he owns you now? I was going to say, pretty much, DizeX is brought to you by Jaron. I retain You have to use that all the time now. We'll do it for at least the next couple episodes, every time we mention the domain name. That's what we need to do. We're talking about this. We have to mention who contributed to the purchase and the renewals and that kind of stuff. We are very, very appreciative. Again, we're starting off 2010 a little bit in the hole a little bit if you guys want to contribute anything it uh, helps us out a lot keeps us doing what we do because hey it's a hobby and you guys are awesome and helpful and stuff so that's uh, gonna wrap up the episode this was episode 207 next week on the show we're up to manga review of awesomeness I think we're on volume 33 uh, we've talked about this a little bit what we're going to do with this volume because Trunks the story was part of this volume we will not cover the Trunks special, the manga version next volume, so it'll be about a chapter short. The week after that, we've talked about uh, comparing the manga and the TV version before, but we'll do it a little more thoroughly. We'll have Jeff as well for that. I'm hoping to cover the manga portion, so it'll be a little mini manga review of Awesomeness with just Trunks' story, and then we'll also do a review of the Trunks TV special, because it seems like it makes sense to do it if we're going to talk about the manga version, just like we reviewed the Bardock special with Jeff coming in and seeing it for the first time, that perspective. We'll talk about it then. Mary, are you are you going to have him read the was it side story? Yeah, I haven't decided about that yet. I feel like we've done an episode on that sort of kind of. Yeah, true. So I don't know if it's yeah. worth covering it again. So we'll point you over to that in the coming weeks. Mary, I have to imagine you're interested in talking about. That. I am psyched. Trunks, yeah. who's that guy? <laughs> that dude. He's some dude. He's some dude like Yamcha's a He's dude. He's not as cool as that Yamcha guy. Other stuff coming up, I've confirmed with our buddy Kunsight. We will talk about the martial arts inspiration and homages in February, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, we have some great months and great topics coming up. Look forward to them. Uh, other little reminders I'll toss out there, because I kind of forget to mention these and Jeff's around. We talk about Low Fidelity, the little music review appreciation thing we do. Uh, episodes 32 and 33 are up. If you want to hear what Jeff and I thought were our favorite albums of 2009, you can listen to that. We've got some random blogging going on at Video Game Conversations, VG Convo, com. Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast over there in the near future. It's, it's tough to get everyone together because when we are together, usually we just play video games and instead of talking about them. We kind of play them and talk about them. You should just record yourself because yeah, that would be the audio really would be exciting. Great. Yeah, not so much. We have lots of yelling and screaming cursing. at each other. Yeah, lots of cursing. I mean, that's par for the course for us anyway. Uh, Mary, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me so, and letting me talk about Yamcha. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember about Yamcha. Not your favorite choice of a character, but... No, he hailed us special place in my heart back when I first got into it. Okay, so you want to plug uh, Temple of Yamcha? Yeah. <laughs> it's an April Fool's joke for next time. Uh, Temple of Trunks is my site T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. There's stuff there. That is, again, a factual statement. It there is. is stuff. I'm not lying. If you visit that domain name, there is stuff there. Uh, Heath, is there stuff on Constantine? Is there, there is stuff there. Is that a factual stuff. statement for you? I don't know. We, we should compare. I don't know if I have more stuff or <laughs> Mary. How do you define stuff? Um, 
per page, per I don't image. Know. I think Mary might have all of us beat with That's true. stuff per page. Stuff per page? It is stuff. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't have a lot of well, everyone original go content. Look and decide. <laughs> yeah, who has the bigger E penis? <laughs> no, no, it's not about that. It's about E stuff. Hey, Heath, what do you got going on over at Constantine? Anything? Um, not a whole lot right now. We're working on a bunch of stuff. We are all over the place. I couldn't even tell you what it is. <laughs> I think we're working on like four or five different sections, and we should stop doing what people ask for. But I'm getting to become you, Mike. I'm just yep. going to say no from now on. <laughs> Isn't it great? Just say, <laughs> say no to people and keep five sections that are just about done if you add a period to them. We are about at that point. I love having that. So I can say, oh yeah, that's coming. You go back and look at some of my updates from 2003 and then the section went live in like 2008. It's fantastic. That's going to be you. I can't wait. You premiere a section and you're like, don't worry, we're going to fill it in with the rest. And then just sits there with four pages. Content is content. We love providing content, even if it's half complete. Oh, I love it. But you can right. find us at uh, Constantai.com, and we are also on the Twitters, if you want to find us, Constantai underscore C-O-M. Or you can try to find me personally, if you would like. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. It has. It's been a nice uh, Saturday afternoon. I know you got stuff to go do, and we got stuff to go do, and I guess I'll I've got a podcast. I've got a date with the wife tonight. That's two ah, weeks in a row. That's crazy. Nice. Whoa. That's I, the way to do it. I think we're going to try and do that. Let's have a date. Yeah! Date. Hooray. <laughs> old old people rock. <laughs> old people dates. Yay. Alright, so Mary, thanks again. Thank you. Heath, thanks again. You are welcome, sir. You can find myself and Julian over at Dizen2EX. That's www.daizex.com. Everything's pretty cool over there. Forum's rocking. If you're having problems on the phone, clear out your cookies and stop emailing about it because there's directions over there. You'll be fine. And my and cast stuff. <laughs> and we got stuff. I guarantee you, if you visit the site, we have stuff. And there are other people there that you can talk about stuff with. Is that a sentence? I don't think that's it. Alright, we're done. Episode 207. We'll see you next week for 208. For Mary, for Heath, my name is Mike, and I said it. We'll see you next week. Bye!